0: Welcome to this week's episode of Half Past Goon. As you all already know, because you've probably been here before, I'm Steven Venata, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Thomas Murdoch. That's me. And Joey Piccarella. Hello. The date is February 8th,
1: 2023.
0: T- yeah, good. The yeah. day after... <laughs> A amazing energetic State of the Union address mm. by my personal friend, Joe Biden.
1: You know Joe Biden?
0: I, yeah. I I I know more than just knowing Joe Biden. Yeah.
2: Please elaborate. Yeah, no. please elaborate on that. No. I would really like what to that. What we have to
0: elaborate on okay. is what happened.
1: What went down because between you and Joe Biden? <laughs> no, <Yeah.
0: laughs> between Joe Biden and the Congress of the United States. Yeah. One thing, I'll give a little spoiler. I'll give a little spoiler. The state of the union is strong once again, as yeah. every president ends their speech off. But there was a, there was, yeah, give a, we have been, this is the strongest the union has been in forever. True but a lot lot else happened a lot to dive into I think we should start by by sharing our favorite moments I think that's a good place to start I have to to think Um, about it too I think
1: my favorite moment was when he got off of the podium and like did like a big like high five wave all the way down the front row that was pretty sick
0: (laughs) wait did he actually do that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden started a wave in Congress. Yeah. Do you think that's what it would take to unify Democrats and Republicans? Just one. big I think, wave?
1: Yeah. And I. No. I think. No. I, think needs,
2: <laughs> I think we would also need the electric slide. Ooh. Yeah,
1: I think Joe Manchin would stop the wave if if it if it came to him. I think he would. I think he would. Stay still.
0: Yeah. Joe Manchin always is doing something to just ruin.
1: My personal favorite part of the speech was, um, seeing them stand up and sit down and stand up and sit down, <laughs> like every two seconds.
0: I I said as as we were watching that must be f- so yeah. horrible. Stand up, clap, sit down, repeat thirty five times. It,
1: I think they've got to have like a little, like a little electric like taser on the seat to make them all stand up at the same time. (laughs) I feel like that's the only way to get people to stand up that many times during a a speech.
2: Most of our military budget goes to technology that can (laughs) make these geriatric fucks stand up and sit back down again.
0: Yeah. What about you, Joey? What was your your highlight? Of the State of the Union address. Uh,
2: Well I was also going to go with the wave. But I guess I'll talk about. uh, My favorite moment being. Him. Talking. talking, Sort of pigeonholing. Republicans into. uh, Agreeing that they won't cut. Medicare and Social Security anymore. That was. uh, Which is something that they definitely want to do. But. uh, old, Old Joe's back with the tricks.
0: That was that was funny. I heard a lot about that on on Twitter and whatnot. People being genuinely like, you know, finding it funny, of course, but being kind of impressed in a way oh, yeah. about how like snappy he was and how he kind of he took he the brunt. Have a little energy, yeah, really. He had a lot of energy, for a few of that. Mm-hmm. But g- g- remind me, remind me for the viewers, what what happened? Give me the rundown. What did he say that to, to put the Republicans in in the back foot on? cutting our Social Security.
2: Yeah, well, he accused them of, well, not accused them, he called them out. uh, Mm -hmm. Particularly Rick Scott's plan to phase out all federal programs after five years um, um, and vote on it again, which would effectively put Social Security and Medicare on the chopping block. Immediately, everybody booed him for that, and he was like, whoa, hold on, Jack. Uh, Everybody... (laughs) <laughs> everybody, everybody chill out. Uh and after that, uh he was like, So you guys don't want to cut social security and Medicare? And well, I think like, you,
1: you skipped the most important part, which was that was when the the big uh Marjorie Taylor Greene got on 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 camera with her oh, little yeah. uh <laughs> called him a liar. He said he you lie. Go, she was screaming liar. Mm-hmm. That was um that was definitely One of the more interesting parts of the speech, Uh,
0: I I saw like it's so crazy how that's so normal in the recent State of the Union, but even as close as back in like 2009, there was a representative who did that, and they were condemned by by both parties, the speakers of both parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now all they get is a little shush from Kevin. Now now they
1: get to go on. Fox News the next day for like four hours. She gets praised
0: for it. I just,
1: I mean, but she's, she's the superstar. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta deal with her diva attitude sometimes.
0: (laughs) I mean, she got slapped back. I mean, Fox News uh, won't, and their viewers won't believe it, but it was really Mm. funny to see. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean,
1: Right. He got he basically got everybody to applaud not cutting Social Security and Medicare, which is it was something that Kevin McCarthy was absolutely not happy about. <laughs> I like how they put him at first. I was a little upset that he got to sit up there, but because, you know, there's so many like hotter Congress people to put up there, but like your friend. Right. <laughs> your friend. Right, sure no, that's true. If they put George Santos up there, that actually would have been, that would have been way he better. Glasses at his. But you wouldn't have got to see Kevin McCarthy shushing his people and,
0: and telling
2: them to shut up, mm-hmm.
0: so that he doesn't lose his bargaining chip. Yeah, uh, he was he was up there, and he was he was, he was not happy. He was no, giving he was Biden upset. the look from behind the whole speech.
1: It's like Stone when somebody. Gold. When when you when you go to a like an assembly at school and and all the kids are being loud and one of the teachers sitting in the front is like shushing the
0: kids. <laughs> okay, but he wasn't. He did the bare minimum to shush them. He just he just.
1: Well, he was. <laughs> not, he knew he was on camera. Mm-hmm. I think that played a part.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I mean, other than that, you know, there was some some major appearances um there yeah. were some very serious bono. guests but all of that is overlooked by bono bono being there yeah. bono
1: paul pelosi but I, I would like to take a minute i think i think we all would to thank paul pelosi for wearing that hat because it was the highlight of the night he looked so fly paul we're was ridiculous. wearing a
0: fly hat you're right but do you think bono sitting next to him kind of Cast the shadow on the hat.
1: No, I think actually the opposite. I think I almost didn't even notice Bono was there because of how cool his hat
0: was. How do you feel about Bono wearing orange tinted glasses in in Congress? He looked good. What do you think that says about the United States and
2: cancer? Right? Isn't that his big thing? Wants to abolish cancer forever. So you can wear those glasses. All right.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're against cancer. Uh,
1: to also say i'm against cancer
0: i think i think it goes without saying that cancer is bad
2: yeah, yeah supposedly okay um, if you're listening out there cancer you're not welcome on this pod cancer no more <laughs> cut it out
0: for his serious yeah. guests cool. though he uh, i'm not sure is it common to have Guests at the State of the Union, at least in the way that Biden kind of portrayed yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, it's always had, a big deal. It, he had remind me uh, off the top of my head. I know he had the parents of mm-hmm. um, the recently deceased
1: Tyree Nichols. Yeah, from the from he the had place. them all the way up in the in the top up up at the top.
0: Look down on everyone.
1: He had the
2: he had the father the of the of the of the girl who overdosed on opiates or oh yeah, fentanyl.
1: Fentanyl,
2: um, yeah. and he also had the, the Ukrainian couple, oh yeah the Ukrainian ambassador ambassador yeah uh yeah. and then the parents of the girl who had cancer yeah
0: and they also had mm-hmm. the um the man who took down one of the recent mass mass shooters who, who oh, yeah. sadly killed eleven in the dance studio. So it was, it was filled. I mean, it was, you know, unfortunately, it was very sad to see a lot of these faces, knowing knowing the stories. But um, it was, it was, it was nice to see that in Congress. And I'm sure for some of the representatives, it was hopefully a slap in the face for the little action that mm-hmm. has been done.
1: Yeah, especially I think the when he was talking about banning assault. Weapons permanently. Bringing that, he talked about that guy. You could see they panned over to Lauren boebert and Matt Gates. They were obviously displeased. Kevin McCarthy was not having it.
0: It's 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 really sad to see it. That that sticks in my mind. You're showing you know the actual victims of of these weapons, and then you're panning over to the representatives that just do not feel an ounce of anything yeah that's what I'd say
1: I think they should I think it's a good message though the whole we had it banned before and it worked, and it uh, it got unbanned and now it's killing people i think I think not a lot of people maybe maybe it's just me, but i don't i didn't I didn't know that it was previously banned in the country before you know I started like looking more into it. I don't think it's a, a thing that a lot of people know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well, I'm glad it was brought up. Um, there was also a lot of talk about the deficit. Biden had um, a few a few funny remarks referencing his predecessor, thou who shall yeah. not be named uh how he <laughs> how he hikes up the deficit over and over again to new records and for straight
1: years baby mm-hmm,
0: and there was no resistance ever to raise the debt ceiling. um uh, he had some right. funny remarks that that got a few a few laughs and looks um. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, what did we think of his overall speech? How do you think it landed?
2: Uh, You can go, Joe. You can go. Okay. Uh, There was an instant CNN poll uh, right after Mm -hmm. that saw that 70, about 70 to 71% of people uh, had a positive reaction to it. People thought that Biden's policies were positive felt like the country was moving in the right direction. It was an overall... I mean, those polls are pretty... sketchy, usually. Yeah. Mm. But um it was a pretty positive reaction, at least that's what the data tells us. If you're watching the speech, you probably like him
1: already, but yeah, it's good to see.
2: Yeah.
1: Either I, you like him or you hate him.
2: True. Can
0: it be both? <laughs> I like him for the man he is when he's with me, but yeah. When he's what is going on
2: between you and Joe Biden? <laughs> when he's yeah, up we, on the podium
0: actually- <laughs> he's someone else. <laughs>
2: um, he's I, not the man he's you know. not the Joey I know.
0: <laughs> 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 I thought it was it was good. It was good. I mean you know, I, I, I think he he's there's a lot in his record. That there's to be positive about. When he started off, you know, his first year in the presidency, it felt a little slow, at least from my perspective of not perspective of not really following everything directly. But especially in the past couple of years, the past year and a half, things have really, you know, there's an impact that is visible from not only you know people who are very aware, but especially the younger generation and people who are a little less aware. And I think. You know, seeing him energetic in this speech really ties that all together. He he got very emotional at some points, really raising his voice and and talking about things confidently. And you know that made me really happy to see. Made me really happy.
1: The fact that, he's he still has the capacity to, yeah. to yell. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Quick. Question. Well, I
1: thought. Mm-hmm. I thought the speech, it was obviously, it was like pretty tame. He didn't do anything like yeah. wild. I thought he didn't mention uh, Roe versus Wade as much as I thought he maybe should have or was going to, he kind of dodged that whole thing. He talked about it a little bit, but it was like, really, like, he didn't make any promises. I think the whole time he he realized he he's not going to get anything through Congress, so he can't make any promises. Um, I think he did a good job talking about, like, infrastructure stuff. That was good stuff. That was good. That uh, He passed the bill making, uh, what was it, federal projects have to use yeah. United States uh, materials, I think it was, something yep. like that. But, uh, bill. <laughs> um, but I, I, I thought the – he. I mean, I know he brought Tyree Nichols' parents out, but I think the whole – his whole like tone towards police officers and how the problem is that we're not giving them enough money or we're not supporting them enough. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way thought. (laughs) But other than that, I think it was a, it was an okay speech, pretty good speech. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, And we, we haven't really touched on that. His, his talking about policing. Of course he brought up the tragedy and right. You know how, how it's very common. Um, And I don't, I'm upset that he doesn't take a stronger stance on it, but at the same time, I understand that is what most average Americans want to hear. And that is the best way to take that first steps forward to get that change. Right. We can't just go swinging in saying, you know, a lot of people are very negative when you say we need full reform, especially older generations. Right. So I, I, I'm upset, but I understand the messaging. So Yeah.
2: Uh I get it. Police reform is always politically tricky. Because you don't wanna be you don't wanna be soft on crime, obviously. Uh just for political reasons, but you don't wanna be I mean practically, you don't wanna be tough on crime because I mean Biden was tough on crime in the nineties. Passed the crime bill and ended up putting a lot of people away for very petty offenses. Ostensibly because they were going to become super criminals or whatnot, but,
1: yeah, so. I just think it might have been a little bit of a missed opportunity because it was such, like, a gruesome murder. Everybody kind of agreed... The police came out right away and said, hey, this was not okay." They actually fired the people, which is something, you know, you don't always see. Um, And I think he could have maybe used it as an opportunity to push for police reform a little bit harder on like a national stage because it's so fresh in everybody's minds. And I think the whole like, oh, we're not giving cops enough support. We're not giving them enough money. We should we should be. You know, supporting them more. I think it's the. I think it's the. It's the wrong direction. And I think there's a way to get to police reform without saying that cops are bad, which I know he doesn't want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think there's a an avenue for him to do that, especially when you have such a clear case of like police misconduct, like on such a national stage. But I don't know. I I, I didn't. I didn't like the way he went about it. But at least he talked about it. I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What about you Joe, what was your overall, you know, view of the speech?
2: Um I liked I liked the speech. I felt like it was it accomplished what it needed to do politically. It's a political speech. Effectively in my opinion, it was a re-election speech. I thought he was sort of gearing towards something more. I mean, he ended up uh today this morning he was in Wisconsin sort of basically campaigning. Really? Um he gave an interview to a PBS I believe but um, he's sort of getting into the swing of things it's 2020 it's or it's early in 2023 but at least as far as the state of the union is the big political speech that the president gives every every year uh, he did a good job touting his accomplishments touting the accomplishments of the party laying out a policy agenda for the, for the future and sort of positioning himself as the clear leader of the Democratic Party. This way, people don't get any bright ideas in primary humor.
0: Yeah.
1: I did think it was funny when they panned to to Bernie a couple of times. He was <laughs> <you> always...
0: <laughs> Please, but you can never tell. Oh, God, Bernie. What we could have been. What yeah. Have been. Um, what was the aftermath of this speech? I... I heard some rumblings from uh fox news and some republicans tell, tell me how how is how is this settling on the red side
1: i watched i watched a lot of fox news today well not not so much the actual network but just a lot of clips mm-hmm. and i think especially like the main characters like rick scott and marjorie taylor green they're trying to get ahead of the of the um the entire like debacle with the medic medicare social security cutting allegations there. I think they're just saying that Democrats are lying. And I think that's what they're going to go with, which seems like the, the strategy they always take. But um, I think they're just trying to get ahead of it because they know, they know that they, they should not have made like should not have gotten like embarrassed like that on TV. They wanted to keep that one in their back pockets, but that's what i saw
0: yeah yeah that's it, it's really funny to hear them go up and and defend themselves after they they absolutely made a fool of themselves especially uh the hecklers in the crowd
1: and i like when when rick scott goes on tv they try and make him look like less threatening and demonic and it always never works and he's like smiling it's so strange i feel like they should just like They should just lean into the fact that he's the scariest looking (laughs) person on the planet.
2: He's definitely the smoothest. Yeah. I'd like to know what
1: what, uh, lotion he uses.
0: I need a good moisturizer. (laughs) I'll, I'll have to hit up my contacts to get in touch. One congresswoman who unfortunately has been in the news as well is Ilhan Omar. Mm. And from my understanding, it seems like a major injustice has been shoved upon her uh, because of the now majority held by the Republicans in the House.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, it's fucked up, basically. I mean, to put it pretty bluntly. Uh, She's a she's from. Somalia, is that right? I'm not sure. Um,
1: I know she was not born in the United States, though. Yeah, she's
2: a she's a refugee who was located in Mont uh, Minnesota, ran for Congress, of course. I mean, she's she is basically, if you think about it, the American dream of a person coming from a foreign nation, immigrating here, making making their own way representing their community, doing doing the hard work. And it's really a shame that Republicans take her all the time and they plaster her uh, as this lunatic, lefty, uh, uh, this scary person, this other, this... I mean, she's had all sorts of rumors her entire career. There was famously Tucker Carlson accused her of marrying her brother, which is yeah. something that was incredibly disgusting. Um, people question whether or not she's American enough to be in Congress. Um, recently, she, I mean, she's, she's certainly outspoken against the state of Israel. Uh, but she's uh, repeatedly been accused of being anti Semitic for those views, um, which I'll just say I don't, I don't, I, I would not subscribe to. I don't believe that she's anti Semitic at all. I think she had a, she had a, she had a, a, a certain uh, a phraseology that was mistaken. Yeah. But, um, well that that's not indicative of her character, yeah,
0: and because well, of that can, she was she was removed right from her committees um, yeah.
1: yeah i think well what she said was she tweeted in 2019 she was criticizing the the a i p a c which is a just like a a big lobbyist a pro israel lobbyist and and she she claimed that they i think it was quote that if you're if you're supporting uh, this this lobbyist or these people? Then you're you're doing it because it's all about the Benjamins, is what she said. Which which was it's a little bit considering like some of the anti-Semitic tropes that we're all familiar with it isn't the best choice of words, probably. And she did apologize for it right after. But um, people are. I mean, the Republicans are using this as a as a way just to get back at Democrats for taking Marjorie Taylor Greene off of committees they're using it as a way to to say she's unfit to serve on uh, on any sort of congressional committee and, and it's ridiculous it's it's just it's just because she's a target and probably just because she's a, a muslim woman
2: and i will note Marjorie taylor green kicked off her committees for actually being as uh being <laughs> like, that is a uh, little ironic <laughs> uh who accused uh I don't know if she accused anybody in particular, but she blamed California wildfires on Jewish space lasers.
1: Yeah, which is unhinged anti-Semitism, like in yeah. public. It's but you know she's their superstar. Republicans, they got They got They got to do something. They can't just let Democrats go unpunished. And they've chosen Ilhan Omar as the as the scapegoat. It's kind of fucked up. But.
0: It's so hard. To see, with all the bullshit spouting out of some of the Republican members, like like you just mentioned, yeah. they they will say all this and then turn right back around and try and pin it on on someone not not deserving of it.
1: Yeah. And I, being anti Israel is not the same thing as being anti Semitic. And it's a it's a it's a thing that people especially on the right use a lot to, to like they, they make them equal but it's, it's, not, it's not the same thing they're very different things
2: and even even just to be even more specific I don't even believe that Ilhan Omar would quantify herself as anti-Israel more than she's anti the policies of the Israeli government Right. right which is like she still believes that Israel should be a state she just also believes that Palestinian people deserve the right to a state as well and deserve the right to be free and not live under an oppressive regime.
0: Yeah, it's a very complex issue that does not get a lot of coverage and it's not very mainstream, which is why they're able to flip it in, in this way and right. for it to be effective. Um, But I and it's it's a
1: it's a it's something that even the the mainstream democratic leaders won't won't they won't criticize Israel for some of the bad terrible things they're doing to the Palestinian people because they not not only because they don't want to be like labeled anti-Semitic but just because it's it's not something that they're interested in in doing. So it's hard when 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 somebody takes a stand like that tweet something like that against the state of israel and and, and what they're doing they, she's not going to get a lot of backing from the joe biden's and the kamala harris's and the nancy pelosi's no. yeah
0: um i don't know if we have on hand but do do we know what committees she was actually removed from
2: yeah the foreign affairs committee That was
0: the committee. I mean, we could only continue to hope that Democrats will win back control of the House of Representatives so we could get her back to work. Because I'm I'm sure she made a wonderful addition to the the committee. And um, I'm sure this also isn't the only case of committees just bound to be going astray. I Mm. mean, even from when they won. The House of Representatives, the first thing they were saying it before they even won. they wanted a committee on the investigation of Joe Biden before yeah. they even won it the Biden not, crime family yeah, yeah, not even an investigation on something. they wanted an investigation on just investigating just to investigate yeah.
1: they I mean they remember when when Democrats had control of the House during the trump administration they they don't they are not quick to forget. And they won't revenge, basically,
0: yeah, yeah, but uh it looks like they're getting it in some ways, but also it, it seems like at least it's hard to say for now as as it's recent, but it looks like they're not getting it too freely at least right, well, we'll
1: have to see
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely
1: they've got two they've got two years to so do whatever they want we'll see we'll see what happens,
0: oh, God, we can only hope uh you know things start going the right way. But moving on to to more global news, unfortunately, there there has been a tragedy hitting Turkey. There has been actually two major earthquakes. Um, absolutely, I, I, the biggest to hit the region. You said, Joseph. Yeah, it, yeah. It was a magnitude eight and a, a magnitude, uh, I believe it was seven point five or even higher. Two. Uh, in very close proximity of each other in time uh and it has left tens of thousands dead or injured it it yeah. has been
1: still still probably people alive underneath rubble right right now as we speak yeah yep
0: yeah um this this area is prone to to earthquakes um but despite that being being something that happens to a to a higher degree of frequency, the response from the Turkish government has been raising questions on on if they are doing enough to help people in this time,
2: yeah yeah um, there's a lot of accusations flying around at the Turkish government uh but it is a tragedy what's happened to the people of uh Adana and uh the provinces surrounding it and not just Turkey but Syria as well. Yeah. Um and we can only hope that uh the more the more foreign help that comes in, uh alongside the help that the government will provide eventually, um that the more people will be saved, or at least found.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're seeing crushing, just heartbreaking media coming out right now. I mean, even today, I, I saw a picture of of a father holding his daughter's hand under rubble. It's just absolutely heartbreaking, and and to hear that the government is not doing, you know, or at least is perceived to not be doing enough, it's hard. It's really hard, especially with you know, with everything else going on in the world. It's the last thing that yeah. that was necessary right now. And um, luckily, there is a lot of of support coming in, as you said, from other countries. Uh, if I am correct, e- Egypt actually has has a pact uh, with Turkey to send ref- uh, send workers to to help aid the rescue yeah and i'm sure there'll be other countries looking to do i mean this they thing. they're a part of nato
1: so i'm sure we'll step in at some point if yeah. we haven't already i'm i'm not too familiar but
0: yeah um on on the brighter side there there has been a lot of outcry on social media which has led to a lot of fundraising for for the cause which is which is heartwarming and in light of it all um it it will never be enough but no it's it's a good start it's a good start towards it um on a interesting note uh mm-hmm. our lord and savior Elon Musk oh. stepped in to the conversation and offered to bring in his satellite internet Starlink to the country
1: wow. he's so brave you know, actually, I- I'm glad you brought this up. Glad you brought him up. I know we're talking about something a little serious right now, but uh, Elon Musk uh, recently banned us on Twitter for suspicious activity. We didn't do anything. Elon. And we, were, and we expect our Twitter to be back very soon or there will be problems. There will be issues.
0: Elon is the real goon.
1: Yeah, it's... he's 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 suppressing the left wing.
0: On on I mean, on, we've a, seen it firsthand. On a less serious note, our, we did make a Twitter account that got banned for suspicious activity of being automated. Um, I, I know that you know our comedy is just it's on another plane. It, it would be expected that humans couldn't generate this level. Yeah. Of comedy and insight into current events and politics, but um he he didn't see it fit for us to be on Twitter. Luckily, we have created a new Twitter account, which fingers crossed will will stay up for for a little bit longer.
1: I think he's had to get us honestly
0: it's oh god it's the tech industry has been going crazy lately, absolutely crazy. I mean, I'm sure you both have seen in the news tens of thousands of tech workers laid off recently. Yeah, just laying people off left and right. It's
2: and I it, it almost seems like, like piece of monopoly money. Yeah, it almost seems like
1: some of these companies are just laying people off because the other ones are doing they it. They
0: are. It's crazy. It's wild. And you, you know what started it? It's not the economic downturn. It was literally oh. Twitter. It was literally Elon Musk. Oh, Twitter Mas. firing I, all, everybody. From my perspective, Elon comes in. He fires, what was it, 85% of the workforce?
1: Yeah, oh, most, of, most of the staff. And
0: yeah. literally, they continue walking. If I was a tech CEO, I would be looking at my giant workforce that I'm spending an exorbitant amount of payroll on. And I'd be like, we could shut off a few thousand here or there.
1: And if just, he can do it, why can't I?
0: That's the exact mindset. And it just trickles down to the yeah. entire Elon, we're industry. We're coming for you.
1: Oh. We're not gonna let this slide.
0: As we talk, Twitter <laughs> is actually down now. For not yeah. down, but certain features just actually broken. down. Just uh, broken. Joe's day has actually been ruined uh, because yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's actually our, our senior, our senior tweeter. He mm-hmm. he he holds that position in, in the company.
2: If you can make me sound more lame, (laughs) (laughs) that'd be impressive.
0: (laughs) Oh, good Lord. I mean, I know it it isn't necessarily current events. Well, it touches on the the tech industry, but as we were talking about earlier, um, Google actually had a a major fumble today. A little scary. A major fumble. Um for our viewers, if, if you haven't been following along, um there is this amazing new AI tool out called ChatGPT that it essentially lets you ask questions like like a like a browser like Google and it will give you very detailed, sometimes accurate responses. Uh this was this was created by a small company. Um Google announced today its competitor and in its own advertising. When prompted, the AI spit out an incorrect answer on its reveal. To it's like
1: world. when uh, when Elon Musk was was debuting the Cybertruck and, oh bro- and the indestructible right. Cybertruck, right. and he broke the
2: window.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 actually kind of a big deal because even high level executives at Google are are pretty upset and scared at at what this new AI tool could mean and the fact that they don't really have something to rival it. Recently, Google actually brought back some of its senior founders to work and give insight on the path forward. It's, it's a big deal. I mean, I know you guys have probably seen the AI picture generation that's come mm-hmm. out and made big waves. Now we have this AI tool that it could write essays for you at the college level that are acceptable. Yeah.
1: It's like the new space race, but instead of going <laughs> to the moon, we're we're making robots that can do our homework.
0: Literally,
2: <laughs>
0: literally. <laughs> oh, it's so so. With this big fumble by Google, they lost a major portion of their market cap on the stock market. Their uh, investors and and founders. And executives at, at Google are are scared of what this means. They really are. I'm Beautiful. excited.
1: It is exciting.
0: I'm really excited. It's <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's really crazy what you could do with these AI.
1: They're gonna start making kids handwrite essays.
0: <laughs>
1: Again. Again. And, and that is. That is a real shame.
0: There's been so much debate around it Around it with, with essays. It's, it really <laughs> is just, oh, God. It's a tool that is so useful in, in everyday life from writing to even more advanced topics like programming. I was, I was showing you guys, I, I had mm. a code, an entire website for me from scratch. I did not write a single Beautiful. line of code. And it, it just works, it just works.
1: Yeah, I had to give me some knock knock jokes. So they were all pretty killer.
0: All of them. That's the thing. So I'm it's so. About our job. <laughs> next thing we're gonna, our next pod entire script straight from ChatGPT. Yeah,
1: the ChatGPT is writing the script.
0: <laughs> None of this is real. Oh, good lord! Uh, with that, I encourage you all. As the pod is ending, go straight mm. chat, chat GPT and ask it what its favorite political podcast stand is. Yeah. And you will get the straight and accurate answer that Half Past Goon is the most enthusiastic, attractive, and engaging yeah. podcast on any platform. Do it right now. That's That's true. true. Yeah. We'll wait. On all your favorite
2: platforms.
0: Every single one. We'll wait. Yeah. We're waiting. We'll give you all seven seconds of silence to go and do it.
1: Mm. I'm not waiting for seven seconds. I can't do that.
0: <laughs> oh, anything else we want to add in before we end off voice?
1: Okay. If anybody sees a big balloon in the sky, <laughs> I accidentally dropped, I accidentally let mine go. So if you could if you could if you could find that for me and tell me where it is.
0: It's, it has sentimental uh, value, right? Like, you, yeah. it would be really bad if it was destroyed by a... Yeah, if, if anybody
1: destroys that balloon, I will actually be so sad. So, like, please just let me know if you guys see it in the sky. How It was a, it was a little while How, ago.
0: like, high up should they be looking? Uh, like, you
1: know, like, probably, like, 16,000, 20,000 feet up in the sky, miles or whatever.
0: Oh,
2: God. It's up there, I'm sure.
0: So, everyone, you have two pieces of homework tonight. Joe, do you want to add any pieces of homework for, for our viewers?
2: Uh, I think I'm gonna wait till after the pod to let Thomas know something really bad about his balloon. <laughs> what do you mean?
0: <laughs> me, I think It was something we need to discuss later. It's now's not the time. Now's not okay. the time. You guys, it's okay. The balloon's else? fine. The balloon's fine. Don't worry about the balloon. Someone probably found it. For our oh. viewers, go check out Half Past Goon. Our social media, our new Twitter. We also have TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube where you could watch yeah. the actual recordings if you're listening on Spotify now. Um, hopefully- it's worth it. Trust me. Oh, God. Thomas is shirtless right now. For our audio listeners, you could come see Thomas shirtless. Shirtless. Should we see Steven's pants? <laughs> <laughs> They're tight. They're tight.
1: Extra tight
0: tonight. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening in. You could check back next week for our new pod. Thank you, everyone.
2: Bye, guys. See you later.
0: Alligator.
1: (laughs) All right.